Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey everyone, it's Ariel Anderson and I'm sitting here in a dark room with a Himalayan salt lamp in the background enjoying a moment of peace before what is meant to be a long night of sleep for a change. And this week the focus is sleep. Sleep is the answer. That is my title for this week's episode. And of course, before we dive in, I just want to say a big thank you for being out there, wherever you are in the world, in your many, many countries that we have listening uh, and being present. We're in this room together. We're in this together as parents, as future parents, as bonus parents, whatever version of parenting you're in or all, (laughs) possibly. Um, midlife parenting. Um, it's important to have this community, this IP parenting, this IP community, imperfect parenting. Uh, because parenting at its best, even when very conscious, even with the attempts to be the best parent possible, there are explosions of frustration or deep, palpable moments of internalizing whatever is happening in the world around you because regardless of whether or not you have an incredible marriage, a beautiful home, or you're living in a compromised transitional reality as we are in the moment, it's parenting is beautifully imperfect, meaning all the flawed uh, moments where we are hard on ourselves or the moments where you're laughing and giggling and tickling with young kids or the the psychologically intense moments with uh, tween teens and beyond it's parenting is is always imperfect and especially if you're bringing yourself and your purpose into the picture strongly and involving your kids or letting them know or showing them that you're on your path it means you know there's plus and minus all the time and uh someone's going to lose out or something, or at least that's the way it feels. But the truth is that this is an important message that we're sending ourselves, our body for our health and our kids and our family and our community in truth. And sometimes things are not as they're meant to be there. Things are out of whack and therefore we have to find the way for balance. And that's why this week's topic sleep is so, so, so important to me. I don't, I don't know about you and what your relationship has been to sleep. For me, sleep was the same thing. My husband and I often compare like what food is to him, sleep is to me. I mean, they're both essential, right? Food, water, sleep, joy, being on your path, health. There's so many things that are essential, but without sleep, (laughs) it is very difficult to function in the world. And what I have talked about in the past, but I really want to focus on today is that the choice of sleep, and I say choice because there's many things that we can do or feel pulled to do or just yearn to do when our kids go to sleep. And it can be everything from 
getting some work done because you have focus, spending time with your partner, having a moment for yourself, which can include Netflix, TV, exercise, uh, reading if you're that lucky. I can't wait to come back to more reading <laughs> and uh, journaling, creating, whatever it is. There's so many things that happen after our kids go to sleep. And I don't know about you, but especially when they're younger or in this moment in time when things are not norm, if there is a norm, uh, and kids are not always going to sleep in the as early as might be useful to you. Uh, if you're anything like us, where there is occasionally or more often uh, that your kids are going to sleep uh, later than works for you energetically and it doesn't even matter the time it's about how much energy you have after they go to bed and I definitely get pulled into that let's get things done or that feeling of I need some time for myself which often ends up being an hour and a half to three hours after and our daughter's you know it's 10 30 at night and our daughter has gotten up again after I did reading and cuddling and playing and all the things that we do in our normal ritual I'm hungry comes up and there's the second dinner. And even if, if I say no, which, oh, believe me, I have, uh, she just fiddles and she literally will not fall asleep. There's such a, a willfulness to her, her body's need and her, you know, mentality around, you know, what's happening. Uh, and it will be, she could sit there for hours. So it's just not worth it. So you just kind of go, okay, let's do this. But then, you know, you're starting your time much later and we do talk about it, you know, mommy's time, daddy's time, parent time. Uh, and it's not that there's not a respect, it's just that's what happens. So what I've realized is, not just realized, but even before, you know, marriage and family, that that time, you know, for everybody it's different. But I would say after seven, eight, for some, maybe nine, uh, things are just not in motion in the same efficiency. And so you end up working just 10 times as hard to create the same amount of efficiency and outcome that you would if you just spent maybe an hour or two or whatever it is that you're doing, may take 30 minutes, but a really focused, clear time at a, an earlier point, a clearer point in the day. Now, I know there's so many distractions that it can be hard to, to do that. However, making those boundaries during the day can just make for uh, everything else being better if you're getting sleep. Now, this is obvious. I know. You know it. I know it. But it doesn't mean that you're doing it any more than I'm doing it consistently. And this is what I mean. When you get sleep, emotions are managed better. Hormones are managed better, which means also your weight, your patience, your balance, your efficiency, your clarity of mind in even how to set out the day and get things done, feeling like you're moving in a semi-linear way, even if there are a thousand interruptions, which inevitably they are, especially the younger that your kids are and the fact that we've got so many of them home now. And so taking time for sleep, that means letting go of some of these things, which may not even feel natural to do right now because you need that time. And that's the thing you do. You need that time, that time to ground in. But man, I will tell you, I've been doing some experiments lately and whew, can I just say mind blown 
uh, on the nights that I don't get sleep, I am inevitably, there's an, I'm unable to keep the, um, the timing of the day that is needed, you know, as far as meals and playtime and rest time and organizing together and getting some work done. Uh, it, things get sort of dragged out because I'm unclear and I'm uh, easily distracted like a small kitten, for example. And, uh, and so there's this recognition of, well, I guess that Netflix or even working was not fully worth it. So, and as well, you have the piece where, of course, the, what is it, the blue light, looking at the screen, no matter what we've done to make that better with the glasses that you might be wearing or the shield or whatnot. The bottom line is it's, it's hard on the eyes. Um, you're not having this patience and efficiency during the day, let alone at night. Um, I notice that my eyes are much drier. Um, therefore I'm going through drops like in crazy and, uh, and it affects dream state. So there's a less restful, consistent sleep when looking at the screen too long before going to bed. It's true. We know this. You know this. I know you know this. I mean, this is maybe the worst part is knowing this and then going to bed or sleep later anyway, and then waking up in the morning and you find yourself uh, less clear. You wishing that you could sleep longer when you know that you can't having a gazillion things to do either on the screen or beyond the screen. And then there's that energy that's lost from knowing what you needed to do or needed to not do. And knowing that there's so much energy, energy that's lost on the things that you know what to do, you know, what would help you and still somehow you don't get to it. And it's also, I want to mention, it's a breaking of trust with your body, a lack of commitment to your own health. Not to be rude, it's me too. I'm talking to myself, by the way, when I'm talking to you because it happens to me often. And so in that breaking of the trust with your body, in that breaking of commitment and promises to your body, uh, there's a breakdown. And right now with you know, wanting to keep immunity up and stress down, this, this piece is very important. Uh, and it doesn't mean you have to be a perfect parent, obviously, because it's impossible. But maybe it's about being more of an imperfect parent during the day in order to be a better parent in the evening and for yourself, being a parent to yourself, so to speak, and what you need. And as well, uh, teaching your kids, my kids, teaching uh, important values, which is I'm making space for my health. And during the day, I'm, you know, you're making space for your work, for the things that you need during the day. If it's just some quiet time, you know, in walking in the trees or doing your fitness or whatever it is, attempting to do that during the day with witness, creating those boundaries because I'm telling you, even though, yes, it does sometimes feel like you're swimming upstream, especially when you have littles. And I get that. And maybe it's about um, getting enough sleep and waking up a little bit earlier, as everybody's talking about, right? The morning rituals. But you have to do it in a way that works for your body. Now, I know that sometimes I wake up 
if I wake up at five or six, which does happen occasionally, uh, I definitely wake up at eight something, which still doesn't feel natural, but, uh, I can manage that. But if six, five, even seven means I'm going to be super grumpy during the day at one point, <laughs> because it's just a little too early, you ha- you know, your own body. So think about right now, if I take a second with you, what is your what is your best time of the day when you, you function the best? Now, it may have been in the past that it was 1 o'clock in the morning, and maybe once in a while you can do that. If there's a special project or some writing or something that you're getting done, some creative thing. On a daily basis, it doesn't work really well with kids around all the time. That can be different, of course, when they're in school. I also really highly recommend if you have small kids that the napping when they're napping that often stop when they were small uh, continues as they're big or small, if that makes a difference. Now, I know it's really tempting to get a lot done while the kids, kid, kids are napping. I really encourage you instead to take a short nap, even if it's just 20 minutes, 10 minutes, and not put an alarm on, but just trust that you'll wake up when you need to. And then you can work a bit, even if your kid is sleeping on you. In fact, most of my work these days, my my child is sleeping on me. And I am working with one hand on my phone. 99% of what you see anywhere, the podcast, the YouTube channel, uh, the website, it's done with one hand and my phone during nap time. And uh, I highly, highly encourage that. So when I take those mini naps, I feel revived. I'm in a much better mood. I'm snapping at whoever it is in the household much less. I'm able to feel more motivated and excited about the rest of the day and making meals and playing and doing some activities, whatever it is, is feels less efforted or more, more effortless. And I think these are important things to feel good in each day. Now, I'm not an unhappy person by nature. I'm thankful for that. But I definitely had very dark periods and I have had dark periods, especially last year during the the fires and uh, whatnot in the late summer, fall. It was, uh, you know, I wasn't even myself. I don't know if any of you were out there, but that toxic crap absolutely absolutely affected the brain and um yeah, you know, we just got to deal with that. But one of the things that affects the brain equally is a lack of sleep. So get sleep at night, get sleep during the day. It's okay to do less and be a better person and feel like yourself and a better person. And I say better, meaning, you know, when you're snapping at your partner or whoever it is that's in the house or your kids and being hard on yourself, because you are harder on yourself when you don't sleep enough, uh, it, it makes such a huge difference in your, in your life and the energy that you lose to the, the darker thoughts, shall we say. And, you know, while we're on the topic, sleep helps your relationship, your libido, your wanting to connect with your partner, your feeling better about the things that they're doing, your ability to communicate as a parent, parent to parent. If you have a nanny communicating with them and then you move into your coworkers, you know, if you're working, which many of us are at the same time and how to communicate in an effective way, in a more joyful way, in a way that's effective, this, all of this matters and sleep, you know, it's funny. One thing, sleep, 
what a difference it can make. It helps you to digest your food, to recuperate, to have less pain in your body, less pain in your body. And when you're rested consistently and your hormones are in balance, and if you've got like me, some perimenopause stuff going on, that's in better balance. If you have monthly challenges, that helps that to be in more balance. You make better choices about food. Yeah, sleep helps you make better choices about food because when you're tired, you have weird eating habits, really weird eating habits, and you know it. I do the same thing. I'll grab something I wouldn't normally grab because I'm not feeling motivated and uh, energized enough to make a full meal with healthy things. So you grab what's there, a cookie or a um, piece of cheese or I don't know, whatever it is that's unhealthy or, or you know, makes you feel less wow. And so just think about that. Then never mind what sleep brings as far as the ahas. Oh my gosh, I know I've talked about it before, but that feeling of when you have a, a decent night's sleep and you've, you're consistently getting that, even just one night's sleep, actually, I'll wake up and I'll, you know, remember where something is that I misplaced, like multiple things often. And I'll have these ahas about like what the next thing is on my own path as far as, you know, the coaching and, uh, and the work with midlife pregnancy and, and women's health and parenting, all this stuff kind of just bubbles through or what I want to do as a creative project with Ella or how I want to purposefully, you know, connect with months in a way that is heart opening and rather than logistical and just surviving. I don't want to survive. Do you want to survive parenting? Do you want to survive this period of madness? No way. It's overused, the word thrive, but we do want to thrive. You want to thrive. You want to feel good. You want to feel consistently like Yes, this is where I want to be. I chose to be a parent. Did you choose to be a parent? Even if you didn't choose choose, you are a parent and you're choosing to continuing, continue to be a parent and to be the best version of yourself as often as possible. This choice includes uh, feeling in balance or uh, in unified flow with your life, whether that means work or creating or cooking or playing or jogging or whatever it is that's, that's enmeshed in what imperfect parenting and your parenting looks like. It's all important. If there's something that's getting lost in your every day or every couple of days or every week or whatever it is, thinking about it, bring it back. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more sleep. Because when you're getting more sleep, uh, the world is just a better place. You're a better person, better parent, better partner, better creator, worker, employer, <laughs> housekeeper, provider, uh, community person, whatever it is that you are as a, inside of your role, inside of being in your world. Uh, it all gets better with sleep. Sleep is the answer. That's what I have to say this week. That is my rambling, my piece of advice, my hope for you. And I wonder for you, what, what is your, what do you relate to sleep? What is your challenge in sleep? What is something that works for you after you sleep? I would love to hear about it uh, on 
uh, Instagram at IP underscore parenting, or send me a little mail at Ariel at imperfectparenting.net. And uh, I wish you a beautiful, beautifully gorgeous and deep, beautiful sleep, uh, imperfect day. And I will be seeing you soon in your visual mind. And we've got some good stuff coming up. So uh, thanks for sharing uh, when there's something interesting for you. Thanks for subscribing. And thanks for being here. And next week, we've got a little more juice for you. So see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Very Imperfect Parenting Podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IP parents. You can also write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.